0: Good morning, everyone. Talk Radio 930 WTAD, Tuesday, March 14th. The Mary Griffith Show brought to you by Refreshment Services Pepsi and Harvest Ridge Coffee. I've overdone it on my Harvest Ridge this morning, so Steve's uh, getting me some Vita water. Because if I have one more cup of Harvest Ridge Coffee, I'm going to be dancing on the ceiling. and We don't want that. But we are going to head right to the phone lines now and say hello to Debbie Johnson with the music department at the Quincy Public Schools. Good morning. Good morning, Mary. You have got a big weekend planned. Saturday, March 18th, almost from dawn till after dusk, uh, the jazz bands and show choirs are going to be converging on Quincy uh, High School, and the Friends of the Performing Arts have a wonderful showcase of excellence. Please tell us all about it.
1: Oh, yes. We're so excited to be hosting our 30th annual showcase of excellence. We're starting in the QHS theater around 8 o'clock, and we'll do jazz bands throughout the morning. And then in the afternoon, some show choirs will be coming in. They're coming from all over Illinois, Missouri, Iowa, from Ottumwa, Iowa, all the way down to, uh, well, and over to well, there's a show choir from Crete Monee up in the Chicagoland area is coming, and then, of course, our friends in Hannibal will be visiting, and, um, the, there's a show choir from Highland, Illinois, and jazz band from Highland, Missouri, so we have people from all over, so we're very excited to host all of them here at our theater.
0: Well, that, I know Highland, Missouri's jazz band is, is really good. I mean, they're all good at this point, and so yes. this is just for people who, uh, who really like music and really like singing. Yes. So you're going to see jazz bands, you're going to see singing. Uh, these show choir competitions are a lot, uh, boy, when I was in, well, we didn't even call it show choir back then, we, but we did have <laughs> matching tops, but that was about it. We might yeah. snap our fingers three times and maybe do the ball chain. <laughs> that was the extent of it. So this is really going to be a show, and extravaganza extraordinaire. Most important thing yes. is that the students get a chance to showcase Uh, What they've been able to do, young kids can come and see maybe what they'd like to do when they get older, but it benefits the Quincy Public Schools. So come hungry, Right. right, Debbie Johnson?
1: Yes, we will be serving food throughout the entire day in the cafeteria, part of our concessions area, and that's, you know, it's a great fundraiser for us. The admissions are for a full day, so if you come early, you get your get more bang for your buck. It's ten dollars for adults to come in and watch the show, and five for students, K, K through twelve students. But this, you know, there'll be middle school groups performing and high school groups performing. It's a real educational experience too, because at the end of their performance, they all get a clinic, and a little critique from the judges, and they get like feedback to how to how to make their music better. So it's a it's an educational experience as well.
0: Yeah, I think uh, they said to me uh, when I was in it, they said, Griffith, this would be a good place for you to lip-sync. That was their <laughs> criticism for my show choir experience. Uh, so that, part, <laughs> that part is not seen by the audience. The audience just gets to enjoy right. the bands and the show right. choirs. And, of course, you can walk mm-hmm. back and forth. It's all at uh, senior high, so you can kind of walk back yep. and forth between the theater and the gymnasium and, and just enjoy the festival all day long. Um, mm-hmm. How much are tickets and how do we get tickets?
1: Okay, so tickets are available at the door. They're $10 for adults or $5 for students. But um, just kind of along with our new kind of process we've used throughout the year for our shows, we do also have them available online. Of course, there's processing fees for anything that you order online. But they are available if that's easier for for folks to do. But tickets are available at the door, and they can just come right in that day, Um, enter through the theater, uh entrance and that's where and we'll have souvenir t-shirts and and like you said food throughout the whole day so spend the day there enjoy just a great day of music and support the music department for the public schools and this benefits k through 12 music here in quincy
0: wonderful 8 a.m in the morning till about 10 o'clock yes. at night it is truly a full day you don't ever have yeah. to leave the campus if you don't want to. There will be food, nope. breakfast, lunch, and an afternoon snack. And I'm dinner, sure. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there yes. food, 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 food. you got to feed all those kids. You might as well feed the audiences That's as right. well. That's right. Well, Debbie, right. thank you so very much for, for calling today. We really appreciate it. Uh, I want to thank you for all you do for the Quincy Public Schools, and we are going to talk to two more members of the Quincy Public Schools. Brenda Fleer and Christopher uh, Turner are here, so we'll let you go, and we'll say good morning to them right after this commercial break. We're back. Talk Radio 930 WTAD 923, and I'm excited because Brenda Fleer is here. She's the new principal at Quincy... Is it still Junior High? You it still is. call it Junior High. Still Quincy Junior High. You have to call it that because unless you want to get up and take that off the wall, you're going to have a whole lot of time with masonry costs. So We'll Correct. just call it Junior High. And then uh, Christopher Franklin is here. Christopher Turner. My cousin's Christopher Franklin.
2: <laughs> no problem at all. <laughs>
0: Christopher Turner is here. And he's a support specialist at the Junior High. So welcome to both of you. Brenda, we'll tar- start with you. The boss gets to go first. Um, first year... As principal at junior high. First year where we're back, really no COVID restrictions whatsoever. Um, But you've been in the game a long time. Uh, Are kids recovering now? Are there some that are still behind? Because, you know, I mean, some kids, even before COVID, kids got behind. I mean, you know, it's not like COVID was the only reason a child isn't up to par. But what are you
3: seeing in the classrooms at junior high? Um, I think there's a lot that we're still uncovering, and I think we're gonna see the effects of COVID for years to come. Um, and I think that's, uh, due to a lot of different things. I think our society has changed greatly, um, since, since COVID. Um, and, and w- yes, we definitely, uh, have seen, probably our biggest obstacle has been absenteeism. Um, and Once they
0: get used to not going to school,
3: absolutely. Some of them don't want to come back. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, we we have seen the uptick in um, you know mental health uh, and all of those things. So we we use people like um, Christopher. We use people. Uh, we've been partnering with Thriving Minds, which is QMG and Clarity Health, where we now have. Um, you know, mental health specialists within our school. Um, I don't know that we would have ever even thought about that, you know, when I started my career 25 years ago. We, we've often said we needed it, um, and, and we're seeing just more and more of that kind of thing. Um, definitely kids who are um, behind, because like you said, there have always been kids that have, you know, been behind a little bit, but it, we're just seeing more. So um, again, you know, I think with society changes, you've got kids that are changing a little bit, and uh, we, we've got to figure out how to change our game. Well, you're right. Anytime you have a major social change, which COVID definitely was,
0: some kids actually embraced that and thrived. I mean, they said, oh, I don't need a teacher necessarily to tell me what to do. I'm going to read great books. I'm going to go on the internet. I'm going to do all my work that the teacher assigned me, and then I'm going to look up those topics on my own. Some kids that are brilliant got more brilliant. Other kids that need a lot of coaching and their parents maybe weren't there to help them with that coaching. They fell behind. So we've got some problems academically. Absolutely. But Christopher Turner, you're dealing with people, young young children, although they are burgeoning teenagers, so they're not little babies anymore, and you can't treat them like little babies. Let's talk about some of the reasons you might be called in to uh, provide that liaison between a family, the student, and the school. Talk about some of the common Problems you see that you're trying to to meteorate, ameliorate in your work.
2: Okay, I would say the simplest thing would be connection or lack thereof. Um, There is a lot of reasons why adults and students get disconnected. Um, You talk about support staff, support staff like myself and others in our building, but there's also a whole support system outside of school that these kids have or don't have. So without the connection to school. That relevancy of education is not there. Um, My job as a support staff is to come in and find a kid where they're at and to talk to them about why it's important for them to work towards their goals, not be perfect. We don't ask for perfection, we ask for direction. So I'm allowed to create that connection and then that connection is enhanced as I bring more people around the child. And also we work on their skills to communicate and advocate for their self so that those connections don't have to be made by myself. The student then can go out and really lock into what they need to do in school.
0: They can say, I need help with this. They can go to the librarian and say, I need some I need some research work, help me with this. They can do all of that. The parents, you know, parents Every parent is trying their best. Some parents Absolutely. just have no idea what the best is. A lot of it is because, good lord, they didn't have it. So how in the world can they show show compassion? And frankly, if you had a horrible experience in high school and now you've got kids, I I know you've mentioned that to your kids. You know, you should never talk bad about school. But you know that if you hated geometry, you've made that known. And so if your mom hated geometry, then you have permission to hate geometry almost. Right. And that's not right. So you've got to overcome a lot of that, you know, that the, liking geometry is not an inherited trait, nor is uh, being proficient in math an inherited trait. It can all happen. They just have to try a little bit harder because they may not, they may have to look for somebody else to be their role model, not their math deprived parent, right?
2: Uh, absolutely. And if you think about role models we all have so many you know like you said parents do the best that they can um and all parents want what's best for their child uh the connection piece and my job is to make sure that whether that relationship or terrible experience with school happened or not um i get the parent and the child connected to understand that we are all working towards the same goals even if we don't see the same way to get to hannibal we both want to get there we both need a car and we both can take both directions to get there but it's got to be a group effort.
0: We can go down 61, or we can go down 57. Hey, whatever. we have done them both, but the idea is to get there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about children being mean. Uh, speaking as a mean girl myself, I know. You know, you can really make fun of people if they struggle in school. You know, you get the dunce, whatever the new term is today. You know, kids get kids get bullied if they're not as good at reading, if they don't do their math very well. I really, really struggled with math. Great at all the reading and stuff like that, but really struggled with math. So we all know kids get picked on for a wide variety of reasons. That really has not much to do with the academics, but that's kind of where you come in, too, to kind of bolster that self-esteem. Every kid's got something they're good at, right?
2: So, yeah, absolutely, because one of the things, to your point, we talked about February was all about resilience through adversity and how to overcome it. And we talked about four principles that students can rely on in any adverse situation to get through it. Um, the month before that was about building your brand and why it's important to represent yourself in your community, in your school, um, and even at home. So a lot of the things that we talk to the kids about are going towards those things uh, to work on themselves, growth. There's always been three legs to education. It's academic, it's behavior, but there's also social-emotional learning. And the more that we invigorate that soil of that social-emotional learning, those students who necessarily didn't have the the nutrients to grow they start to grow they start to see confidence in themselves they start to measure themselves amongst the others in their community and instead of being disconnected competition starts or, or you start to see yourself in mirrors instead of windows. We want kids to go out in their community and see themselves in any position that they see. If they go to the radio station, I want them to see somebody that looks like them or somebody that talks like them or came from somewhere that they come from so that they can see that that's possible. Because without that, um, and it's no one's fault, but by the sake of where we live, our minority students don't see it as much. So without it, it's so hard to go through the struggle it's so hard to fall down and get back up it's so hard to do what you have to do not really understanding where you're trying to go and so many kids quit so many kids fall off and my job and others in my building and um The goal of what we do is to transition them to high school. And then after they graduate and get a diploma, they can do whatever they want. A lot of people make really good money. They don't go to college. So the idea is just be able to be a member of the community and to add to what we're trying to create here. But it's not one party or the other. We all have to do it together. So kind of connecting the social-emotional, the behavior, and the academics is kind of what we've tried to create at, at our school, and it's really showing some beautiful things, um, and I, I'm excited to see what happens.
0: Christopher Turner, are you from Quincy? I am. You are. So you know what it's like being a black man, black boy, growing up in Quincy, Illinois. Very, very small black population here. Yep. But, you know, not to make light of any struggles. But the Irish had a struggle too. You Absolutely. know, I mean, you. Uh, I've been, I just watched Hidden Figures the other day, the movie. I mean, I've seen it before, but here were three black women that were profiled. There were forty black women in this group that worked for NASA. I mean, they got no respect. Nobody thought they could do anything. For one thing, they were black. For another thing, they were women, and both were working against them. I mean, trust me, the lady was told she had to wear her skirt and her pearls. I mean, she had to. That had nothing to do with her being black. That was all about. That's what girls wear right. to NASA. So when you when you talk to kids, because if they, they have to have somebody they can look up to, yes. like yourself, who's achieved, mm-hmm. uh, they also have to be able to see struggles and resilience in people who don't look like them, but yes. still were managed to overcome.
2: Yes, yes.
0: Uh, you know, it, they. it might be a boy who looks at a girl who overcame. It might be a girl who looks at a boy. For years, we had to look at males. Right. I mean, you think... <coughs> The weather girl. You know, Mm -hmm. when I was growing up, I could be the weather girl. That was it. Right. My dad was the NBC anchorman here, but I couldn't be the NBC anchorman here. I could be the weather girl. Times have changed. Times will continue to change. The struggle will always be, but times will continue. You know, there's no sign that says no Irish need apply when you hear all this hiring wanted. You know, that happened not in my lifetime, but in my grandfather's lifetime that happened. So how do you impress upon youngsters that when they feel the world's being unfair to them, that the answer is yes. The world is unfair, so you have to still go out and be successful in it. What's your little speech that you give to them?
2: So we talk about the four principles of overcoming adversity. Um, the first thing is you got to know who you are. You, you have to know. Um, you talk about your father and how he inspired you. Uh, you have to know who you are. You have to know what you stand for and kind of the fundamentals that you, were built into you. The second part is you've got to know why you got to know why you're going to school, why you're getting an education. Um, It's not because I want to make your day bad. It's because, truthfully, this is the way out um, from whatever struggle. So you have to understand the why, and through knowing the why, you start to gain confidence. You start to understand that no matter what comes, like, I'm going to get through it. And not only am I going to get through it, but I'm going to be better for it. And that comes from a growth mindset. That comes from being able to be coached. Um, And then that fourth one, your senses. So stay in calm. Uh The beginning of the school year, we talked about protecting your mental house. So how to cope with stress, how to deal with some of those things that in the classroom when your hands are moving and you just can't take it, how to really work on those things. So we talk about concepts like that every month, and the kids are really, really starting to gravitate to it, but also they're, they're reaching out for more learning and knowledge on their own, which is really cool to watch.
0: Yeah, regulation. We talk about that word regulation when I have the people on from Cornerstone a lot. You know, again, if your parents don't have those skills, the children may actually be guiding in the home. I I liken it to uh, when I went to college, I had five sorority sisters that they were the ones that spoke English in their family. You know, we'd get a phone call and it'd be Polish. You'd be like, ah, somebody's on the phone. (laughs) You can speak Polish, you know. So they were proud to be people from Poland, but they spoke English, they wanted to identify as Americans, but there again, they had to translate for their parents a lot of times, so children will lead the adults and will help the adults socialize uh, in a way that is very true. Brenda, we haven't hardly given you a chance to talk, but you're hey, a rock right. star. I did, I, I did. Mean,
1: Christopher
0: Turner is a rock star. He absolutely is. How many people is. are there like you? How much, how many of you are there in the Quincy Public School District that are doing this kind of work with these kids?
2: Well, I, I would like to say we had more, but we still have a lot of work to do. Um, and honestly, me coming here was, was two parts. It, it was, it was because there was need. You know, there was a, a need that needed to be met, and I was hopefully the right guy for the job. But shortly after I got here, I, I have to give credit to my principal and our, our former principal because there was a vision that we talked about. A vision that would, show those mirrors to kids from whatever struggle whatever ethnical background whatever social economical background it would show them how to get out and uh that vision has kind of taken form in the program and i have to say like i have never felt like there was anyone hindering me um they they basically gave me the keys and said do what we gotta do chris and we trust you and like it, it has become something that's so beautiful and so exciting. I, I, I'm excited to come to work every day just to teach kids and to learn from them, too. But really, the connection piece and watching a teacher that doesn't think they're really reaching a kid and watching that kid that thinks that teacher doesn't care about them and seeing, you know, a quarter of change where now they're having conversation, that kid's in five minutes after class to ask about a missing assignment, or, you know, the teacher's like, hey, can I help you get this caught up, like, Man, those things are so much more rewarding than anything else you can imagine. So um, I I just got to give credit. They they brought me in. They knew what they wanted to do, and they just gave me the freedom to make it happen.
0: Wow. That's a pretty good school system, I'd say, wouldn't you, Brenda? Absolutely. (laughs) It's exciting. Well, we won't have our full hour today. We are out of time. But by golly, I would love to have a more in-depth conversation with you guys. So you be sure to come back. Tell your agent to be sure to book you again on the Mary Griffith Show. And it, it's so good to see that we are worried about the health care needs. You know, a lot of kids don't get to school because they have to take care of grandma when she's sick. A lot of kids don't get to school because the parents aren't able to get them up to get catch the bus. There's a lot of problems in our society. But... If anybody out there is listening, if I hear one more person come across, I'm so bored in my retirement. I say, mentor in the Quincy Public Schools, no matter yes, what. Age, absolutely, yes, yes. yes. You, there's a kid out there that needs you, and don't worry if you're a white, chubby, middle-aged, over-middle-aged woman. You'll find something in common. Just with be them. vulnerable. Just be, yes. just be just there be and be there for them. And the other thing is, one of my girlfriends who grew up pretty hard, and now she's very successful. She says, when I go to try to talk to kids, they see me only as the success story in my business suit. I have to remind them, no, I went to your, I went to your grade school. I lived in your neighborhood. I came from this, and I'm here. And whether you, wherever you want to be, whatever your measure of success yep. is, because for some people, it's not making a lot of money or being a doctor. It's right. doing something else. But whatever you want happiness to be, it's within you, no matter what circumstances have held you down to this point. You'll soon be big enough, as Taylor Swift says, big enough that you can't hurt me. You're going to grow up. Yeah. And do you want to be an 18-year-old that's in control of their life, or do you want to stay at the mentality of an 8-year-old that other people control you? Absolutely. So you're helping them make adult decisions as they progress. And our quote resulting. today
3: with a, with a student we worked with already this morning before we came was, you know, failure is a bruise, not a tattoo. Wow, oh, and that's that's one of our favorite things. And it's going to be going up on my wall. You know, it's 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 not permanent. It's something you learn from, and and we all fail every day. Mm-hmm. We have everything we have in this world because somebody failed and tried to you know take a look and tweak something and figure it out. And kids need to understand that 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 doesn't keep you down. You have to understand how to you know get back up and and persevere. Everybody makes
0: mistakes, but all mistakes.
3: Are rise aboveable. Absolutely. It was so delightful to meet
2: you. Thank you. Thank
0: Christopher. You. I just applaud what you're doing. I mean, what a perfect role model you are. And you're you're young and enthusiastic. So the no, kids can relate that. to you. You know, I like to Brenda, you're young yeah, and enthusiastic. Absolutely. I was going, going to say to come on now, you. Mary. Okay. <laughs> so we're thank you very much. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna head up to the Ursa Farmers Cooperative. When we come back, we're gonna talk about something that these Public schools don't have to worry too much about, and that's fundraising to pay for that big tuition at Catholic school. We'll talk about that in just a moment. We're back. Talk Radio 930 WTAD. We are 15 minutes away from uh, Fox News at the top of the hour. We just heard about a great program in the Quincy Public Schools uh, to uh, make children successful at the junior high level. We also heard about the Showcase of Excellence, which is a private event well, it's public, I mean, you can come to it, but it's a private fundraising event uh, this Saturday for the uh, Quincy Public School Performing Arts because every single penny that's spent on performing arts comes from private fundraisers, not tax dollars. And so even the public schools have had trouble uh, providing the programs that they need with the tax dollars that are given. But here are two people who know all about true struggle. They get no tax dollars. Sarah Russell and Kurt Stuckman are here and they've assured me that my chances this year are just as good as ever, even though I've never won before. The Mega Money Raffle is back for the Quincy Parochial Schools. Good morning, Kurt Stuckman. Good morning, Sarah. One
4: out of 12 for you, maybe.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> it, I, it, it's exciting. Now, what's interesting about this is this, you know, Catholic schools and private schools have always had to raise money. Now you have seen competition from the public school sector. There is almost no public school that doesn't have a Friends of Unit 4 or Friends (laughs) of the Performing Arts or Quincy Public School Foundation, things that used to be the bastion of the private education sector. I mean, even the University of Illinois is constantly asking me for money. I'm like, I pay my taxes. What more do you need, folks? So it's kind of an interesting uh, thing to be in, that you have to raise more and more and more money each year. So, Sarah, talk about that. Why is it so important that you have this... uh this raffle to raise money for uh, the Quincy Parochial Schools?
5: Well, the Mega Raffle, now in its 12th year, which is incredible, um, is, it has always been a great fundraiser for the Q&D Foundation and for the Quincy Catholic Elementary Schools Foundations. And through our foundations, we're able to do a number of things for our schools and for our students. Tuition assistance, technology upgrades, um, the funds also just help support the operations of our foundation so that we can continue to raise money, raise awareness. And and serve our community to the best of our ability.
0: And Kurt Stuckman, you've been around this game for a while, and one of the things that's interesting when a lot of people do ask me, What's the tuition at Notre Dame? And I usually, because of information I receive, I kind of know what it is. But one thing that I probably should add is the tuition is X, but the actual cost to educate is X plus $1,200, and that money is. Made up by these fundraisers.
4: It is. As Get right on that microphone, there, specifically with regards to that cost to educate versus the cost of education, I and mean, that's where the QND fund drive comes in. I mean, thank goodness that the fund drive has been phenomenal. I mean, we're, we're talking over eighteen million dollars it's raised over the course of the last uh, forty-five years. Extremely successful. Uh, obviously, I want to credit John Spring for that. Brought that to Quincy and and. Uh, um, started that, and that's been a tremendous endeavor. I mean, if we didn't, if QND didn't have the the fund drive, I don't, we wouldn't exist. There's if, just no if, way.
0: If they hadn't been far enough thinking ahead years ago to say, hey, we project a curve where the cost to provide this is going to outpace our parents' abilities to pay for it at the grade school and high school level, and since we're not a taxing body, we can't just say, hey, guess what? Against your will, <laughs> we tax you more. Right. So it's got to be something where people give of their own volition. And uh, that's the q and fun drive, you know, in in a, in a nutshell. This is kind of a fun thing, though, too, because the mega raffle, you know, we all know we like little games of chance. We like to maybe have poker hand every now and then, put a dime in the one arm bandit. This is a way to uh, kind of gamble but all for a good cause. If you lose this $100, you didn't really lose the $100, you just didn't win the big prize.
4: That's very true. The thing that's most important about the uh, Everybody Wins Mega Raffles, it's a collective Catholic school effort. So when this was started back 12 years ago, the discussion really was, this is the first time that we really had collectively the opportunity for uh, the Catholic grade schools and Quincy Notre Dame to come together and to fundraise for each other. Because the bottom line is if Sarah's not successful on her end, how are we going to be successful on our end? At, if at there UND? are no
0: Catholic grade school children, there won't be a Notre Dame High School for Blanc. They, That's correct. They don't have a feeder system. And I know we've also talked a little bit about how even the four Catholic elementary schools are working more in unison to make sure that. Um, Well, each has its own flavor. Each has its own individuality. The campuses are different, but the curriculum being taught is the same. If you graduate from St. Peter's or Blessed Sacrament, you're equally prepared to go to Notre Dame High School or wherever you choose to go, that there is this oneness, this unification that is happening no matter how many buildings we have. It's like the Quincy Public Schools, you know, which you go to uh, Isles or you go to Denman, you are part of the Quincy Public School System. So it doesn't matter if you're at Notre Dame. Or at St. Francis, you're part of the Quincy Catholic school system.
5: That's right. You know, as Catholics, we believe um, in a universal church. We are all part of one church. And certainly here in Quincy, um, leadership has really been, you know, over even the last 10 plus years, has been focused on how we can all work together. You know, when one ship rises, we all rise. Is that how the phrase goes? Did I say it right?
2: A uh, rising tide. There you all go. Now,
5: that was close and I, like I like yours too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we've, We've really made a concerted effort to align our curriculum, to align our tuition, to uh, make sure that as we're awarding tuition assistance to families, we are doing that consistently um, across the board. We want every person who is in our school, every family who attends our schools, to know that regardless of where you go at the elementary level, you are getting a top notch education that is rooted in our faith. And that's critically important. And it's for people. even not of the Catholic faith. They're still
4: getting
0: the good curriculum, the academic curriculum, but they're also getting that social-emotional development and that wisdom that comes with having a belief system, whether it's the Catholic belief system or just Christianity, or even you have non-Christian students that go there, which I find absolutely amazing, you know, that the people choose uh, Notre Dame and choose elementary school education uh, based on many factors, not just that they're going to be taught life principles catholic principles but life principles so let's talk about the chance for me to win a hundred (laughs) thousand dollars okay only four thousand tickets are sold so the first thing we want to say is this raffle is finite it's not like you go buy a hundred dollar ticket and you have a one in twenty thousand chance of winning you technically have a one in four thousand chance of winning am i correct
4: to win more than once
0: I know. I'll just be happy with one. <laughs> Do me a favor. Don't ever tell me if somebody won twice because I really can't deal with it. But you can win twice. So let's talk about that. <laughs> tickets are on sale starting tomorrow, I think, right? Th- Thursday. Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, today, today's only Tuesday. It okay. is.
5: Yeah. Okay. Starting
0: Thursday, you'll be have a chance to buy your tickets. There's only 4,000 tickets available. They usually sell out. So if you want to be part of this, find your kid and get that ticket. So... Kurt or Sarah, whoever, talk about the prize differential and the prize money payout, because that $100 one ticket, you have a chance for it to be drawn multiple times. So talk about that, please.
5: That's right. Our first prize, our early bird prize, um, and that's drawn April 28th, um, that prize is $25,000. And that's the second highest prize in the raffle. So if you're going to buy a ticket, buy it now, you know, as soon as they go on sale, don't wait um because then that gets you in for that twenty five thousand dollar early bird um and For that, you have to have your ticket purchased by April 14th. So that's a key date to get on your calendar. Um, From there, then, we do what we call Fantastic Friday drawings. So we have four different winners over two different Fridays, Um, and those are $500 a piece. So you're eligible. You know, you could get the super early bird, and then the next week you could be getting $500 at a, a Fantastic Friday, and the next week another $500 um, and your
0: ticket goes back in. That's right. I mean, if I'm wanting to win $100,000, I don't want that $25,000. i will take it. But I want my ticket thrown back in. So. It will
5: be thrown back in. And then you're eligible for all of the grand prizes that we have, 100000 for first place, fifteen for third, 10000 or fifteen for second, sorry, 10000 for third. And then we have, what, a couple dozen more under 30, that that are, yeah.
0: I know last year, I think the, the – it was drawn at the St. Francis picnic Mm -hmm. and you put them up on a board, some of the minor winners. Mm -hmm. And I walked in and saw my friend Sherry Moran. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do with that $5,000 or whatever? She goes, what are you talking about? I said, ding dong. Oh, you're in here goofing off. Your name was called and you won money. She went running out. She was so excited to win. So I think a lot of people, I'm one of them. I joke, but I mean, I don't buy a ticket. Well, I won't turn it down. Trust me. If you give me a hundred (laughs) thousand dollars, But I don't really buy a ticket to win. I buy a ticket to support the Quincy Catholic education system. And that's why people will buy multiple Mm -hmm. tickets. Um, You do have a chance. It's kind of like Girl Scout cookies. A lovely student may come (laughs) to your door. But a lot of people talk about how that works because the students and their parents are kind of expected to help you sell these tickets. So if you know somebody that goes to Notre Dame or if you know somebody that has a kid in grade school they want to sell you a ticket because they get credit for that too, right? They, they do. A, they can get a fabulous prize.
4: They can. Well, $10 of every ticket can be designated back to the schools. So we have a pot of $40,000 every year that's really kind of up for grabs. And it depends on uh, how you designate $10 of your ticket that you purchase, and it goes back to that particular school. So the great part about this is, these are unbudgeted funds for our Catholic grade schools that they can maybe buy smart boards, they can buy more desks or more textbooks or whatever they need to uh, to better the education of their kids in that particular school. So that's how we like, when it goes back to the whole why, we call it everybody wins uh, because our foundations wins, uh, the, the people who win the prizes wins, and more importantly, our schools wins.
0: The students win most of all yes. because of the the money. So how do we get a ticket? Again, uh, used to be, catholic on every corner in quincy but there aren't as many of us as there used to be some protestant infiltration is happening <laughs> and uh you know so the most probably the best way to get a ticket is to know a family in your neighborhood or know somebody who you know sends their kids to catholic school those would be the people who would most welcome you saying hey i hear you have a raffle could I buy a ticket? You also probably will be harassed endlessly by your coworkers <laughs> who have children in school, some of them. But um, bottom line is, if you don't know anybody but you just want to support the cause, is there a way I can get a
3: ticket?
4: Yes, you can go to quincymega-raffle.org and also the Jean Graw office there at St. Peter's Church. They will have tickets there as well. So if you are if you don't have kids in a school but you are part of the Jean Graw fund, you can go in there and you can actually buy a raffle ticket there in the Jean Graw office at St. Peter's.
0: Okay, The most important thing is to get your ticket purchased by April 14th. That's right. Because that big $25,000 drawing is happening after that. They've got to have time to process all those tickets, make sure everything is, and then they're going to draw on April 28th $25,000. That's life-changing for enough people. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. But you could... You could be. When is the final drawing? Five nineteen.
4: Yes, May nineteenth will have the final drawing. Just one uh, other piece about the early bird, the twenty-five thousand dollars drawing. That's not just for the ticket purchaser. The ticket seller is also has a chance for that one drawing. Has a chance to win twenty-five thousand dollars too. So that's another motivating factor to get out there and sell. Because guess what? You're putting your name in the hat too.
0: See, I resent that because Lori Dawson always goes on these fabulous vacations and I need twenty five thousand dollars. She does not need twenty five thousand dollars. So I think uh, she would say different. You think she's gonna you cha- think she'll share with her good friend Pinky? I it's think it's never so. happened yet because we haven't won yet. <laughs> I don't know. I think Dawson keeps the money in her pocket. I probably haven't had a ticket for the last 12 years, no so am I left. But anyway, uh, now why 519? That's not a church picnic. What's going on?
4: It's it's a little bit of a change this year. Yeah, um, don't change
0: things. I can't handle it.
4: <laughs> we're actually, we're still working out the details, uh, but we do know the top three winners that morning will be announced uh, on the radio. Uh, we're still trying to work out details of all the drawings and how we're going to do that. We still have some work to do with that, but we just know the winners will be announced on 5-19. The other thing, too, is we wanted to try to get the raffle wrapped up before school got out. Yes. Because it just, when, when the kids aren't in school, you kind of lose a little bit of your of your management control of, of what you're trying to accomplish.
0: And the other thing is I loved, I loved going to the St. Francis picnic, but, you know, I kind of was, like, just... I can't stand here all night, when he, you know, if I want to. I've got to get back to the beer tent. <laughs>
5: <laughs> to work, though. Right. Writers, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Uh, or,
0: you know, I have, to, I have to dance to the Heidelberg Band. I can't be thinking all night long about whether I won $100,000. So on another radio station, there will be an announcement. Now, are you going to bring, like, the top three in? What do you to do? Yeah, well, because if you just say their name on the radio, you don't get the excitement
5: of them winning.
4: Well, we won't know. We won't know. Yeah, who we the won't is. know. Why
0: if we'll open giving, them why live? Am I you Ideas about how to make another radio station better. <laughs> no, yeah,
5: we well, we have we work with Kevin Shrek who does all of the accounting to keep it top notch, legal, everything. So he will actually he's the one that actually draws the names and he will put them in a sealed envelope. So we won't even know we'll until be we open. Like that's right. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's okay.
0: right. So well, we're out of time, everybody. Uh, Go to the Mega Raffle, uh, uh, QuincyMegaRaffle.org if you don't know a Catholic school kid, but find a Catholic school kid, Lori Dawson, or some other person (laughs) who doesn't need (laughs) $25,000. I do. Only 4,000 tickets will be sold, so make sure you get yours before April 14th to be eligible for all of the prizes, and of course, of course, it helps the Catholic school kids, Mm -hmm. and where would we be without that choice of education right. right here in Quincy? That's really critically important. Enrollment this
5: year at Q&D.
4: 392.
5: 392. Yeah, we were up, too. We were up 6% over last year. What right you about po- 1,000. You've got 1,000 grades? Yeah, we kids? were 941-something. Wow. Okay. And now you're making me look bad. Oh, we had 750 <laughs> when
0: I went to school there, but everybody wanted to be my classmates. <laughs> you can't really control what happens. <laughs> Thank you all for coming. Thank you very Mary. much.